Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Want to say real quickly, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any custom merchandise, youth jerseys, camp t-shirts, whatever it may be, you can always find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy. I would just, I just kind of want to start asking, can we just play like 10 questions with Danielle? Let's do, Let's do it. I love this. Go, Adam. Uh, I've heard you got some pretty incredible hot takes. What is your number one sports hot take? Ooh, okay. So I actually have um, them written down in my notes app, ready for me at any moment preparation. to like split them off. Um, okay, this week's hot take is that the preseason rankings at the beginning of college football um, should be solely based off of the final ranking from the year before. And the reason being is because oh. like you'll have other teams coming up here just because of their name. And so like, yeah, they had, I don't want to call any names, but you know, some teams last year went six and six and then it's like, how did they end up in the top 10 mm-hmm. at the start say of the names. season? Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. And then, Cause it's like, once you're <laughs> say at the, the names. top, you stay at the top unless you lose out. So then it's just not fair for like a Tennessee who had to work their way all the way up. So I like it. So, so, so your preseason ranking is a carryover of where you finished in the previous season. Exactly. Because what, what else are we going after? Like, what are we going off of? I like that. What, give me a NCAA basketball hot take. Conference champions should not be 16 seeds. And so reason being is because, Hmm. so I used to work at the SWAC office. So um, typically whoever the conference champion of the SWAC would be, either 16 or 15, they would, you know, get blown out by the one seed or whatever, which is fine. I get it. But like, if you're a conference champion, you should not be that lower seed. You should be saving that for those at large bids because like they didn't deserve their way in there. Like some of these other teams did. So that's college basketball. I need to write that that one down because that was going to be very um, appropriate for this upcoming. Can we pause? Can can we pause one second? And Adam, can you just give a 30 second intro of who the heck we're talking to real quick? So people know who we're talking to. (laughs) No, needs no (laughs) intro. Yeah, we we just jumped right in. Uh, Welcome to another episode (laughs) of the NIL show. We're we're here. Uh, This is a a long time coming. We've been really excited to chat with you. We are, are, talking with Campus Inc.'s very own Danielle Tate. Um, She's a recent new hire. We always, you know, she's dangerous in the NIL space, man. She's got experience. She's got expertise, which is hard to come by um, in NIL. And so, Danielle, we're we're hyped to have you. This is already a fascinating conversation. (laughs) Already. I love the introduction because you were able to actually throw that in there now that I work for Campus Inc., which is great. Because when we were supposed to do this back in the day, I was not. Yeah. How, how did we? How did we meet, Danielle? How 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 did we learn you were so dangerous? Oh man. Well, it all started when I was at a company called Influencer. <laughs> um, I was on the partnerships team in the last role that I held, which was helping these guys get up and off the ground with the NIL store and trying to help them however I could. So we connected that way. We learned, I guess, as Adam puts it, just how dangerous I can be. And then, you know, I get a call one day and he was like, why don't you come on over? And I'm like, why not? Uh, you, Dan, 
Danielle was our, so she was our uh, success and account manager um, for Influencer. And I remember, you know, you guys were taking such good care of us. I remember one time after one of our regular meetings, Stephen and I looked at each other and we were like, man, we need somebody like that on our team. And I, uh, I think you know, I asked Danielle, I was like, how do we get one of you on our campus? <laughs> team? Yeah. How do we get a Danielle for us? <laughs> Why settle for an imitation when you can have the real thing? When you can just have the That's real right. thing. I think the funniest thing to me, um, was that when we were first, um, or when Sean first asked me to be on the podcast a couple months ago, I responded <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, this date will be perfect. Cause I'm going to have some exciting news coming up. And so I'll be able to talk about it like on the podcast. And the exciting news was not the news that was actually shared like th what three days later or something like that. <laughs> um, and so it was just funny. Cause I was like, oh yeah, exciting news. And you're like, oh, I can't wait for you to say it. And I was like, I call him back three days later and I'm like, I got exciting news, but it's also different news. <laughs> so that was, New news. that was fun. But the actual exciting news, Sean, I don't know if I ever told you what the real exciting news was, but it was when I was in the Birmingham Business Journal um, as one of their women to watch. That was supposed to oh. actually be the good news that I was going to like talk about, but now Power I'm player. on the road. No, um, I definitely, I, I remember that. I saw that. And I think when we, I remember talking to you on the phone there and I, I don't even know if Adam and Steven had talked to you at that point yet. And I was like, no. by the way, I think that they might reach out to you. And I started just like pushing you on campus and card. Like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying Steven, to go to dinner. Like my Adam. friends are already at the restaurant. I'm standing outside of the restaurant and Sean is just talking my ear off about campus Inc. And I'm sitting here like, am I really about to work with this guy that does not even understand dinner time right now? I don't know. But, it worked. It worked. We're trying That's to teach awesome. Sean, like Sean worked on, it was traveling with the team at Maryland and he doesn't know what to do with his nights and weekends. So, yeah, right. uh, he's learning <laughs> what work-life balance is like. So, uh, sorry if for Sean that. needs an but, extra task, a recruiter is a hundred percent what he should do. He's a great <laughs> <recruiter>. yeah. <laughs> hey, great. Um, Danielle, you have probably the most amount of experience possible in terms of how long you've worked in the NIL industry. Um, which for how like recent NIL has passed, how long have you been in? Yeah. Tell us about like your NIL journey. Um, I know you went to Bama for undergrad and LSU for grad Roll school. Top. So I don't know how that, how that okay, all works it's backwards, out. It's backwards. It's backwards. You gotta, we gotta correct that. LSU for undergrad, that was a Bama for graduate. Mm. Roll Todd. Hey, Sean, mm. get my notes right. Sean's you know, my researcher. That was we're my just, bad. we're, we're going to keep. Passing that down the line because I think I was the one that got that wrong. I'll, I'll own up to it. <laughs> as long as you say both too, because you know I I love them both equally, and so I need people to know because that's also another hot take. Nope. Whenever people, no, nope. that's a like, cop out. I don't want to take out. down the goalpost here, but um, <laughs> Disney World or Universal Studios? Oh, Disney, one hundred percent. So <laughs> Bama, or, Bama or LSU? Um, both. Head to head. Head to head. Um, honestly, Have just depends on whose season it'll affect more. So whoever needs to win <laughs> more, the, the diplomat. that's who I'm rooting for. The diplomat. That's good. Gotta look. Danielle, uh, what, uh, we were just talking about White Lotus. Season one or season two? Who? I think season two. I think, uh, I think season two has a slight edge. Very slight, though. Okay. Who's your favorite character? Like one of a kind. 
Albie, cute kid. <laughs> have any of you seen The Patient, the Steve Carell limited series? I have not, not seen that yet. Uh, Is it good? Serial killer um, kidnaps his therapist. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, Steve Carell, uh, serious edition, wild. Love it. What is this on? <laughs> uh, Hulu. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I, um, I tried to watch stuff on Peacock last night and I realized that I didn't have a Peacock account. We need to share a Slack <laughs> channel with logins. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. That'd be huge. I, Pu- yeah. Publix or Sprouts, Danielle? Publix. Publix. <laughs> Sprouts is just nothing negative to say about Sprouts, but Publix? Come on. I mean, you can. This get- is actually this is the second grocery store conversation we've had this week, <laughs> and it was it was about Publix. I'm a, I'm That's a Publix fan. Get the pubs up for lunch, or you know, I was I think I was telling Adam this. Like, you can go to the seafood side and get your seafood steamed, and they'll season it for you. And it's like six bucks. And then you go to the deli, get you a side, and I mean, like that's lunch, that's dinner. Let's not even talk about the bakery because that gets you hooked every single time. It's just it's an experience, one of a kind. It's so like a Bucky's, but better. You had an NIL deal from a food establishment. Where who would it be? So I, I just hinted at this, but I think it would be Bucky's. Does Bucky's count as a food establishment? I mean, they have it. They have. It's your have deal. Y'all, do y'all know Bucky's? I know y'all are northerners, no. so you might. Okay. Couldn't tell you. So I, I let me so. give, so. Let me give a thirty-second spiel on what Bucky's is. Bucky's is a Walmart. Um. Okay. Let me. Let's. Okay. A hundred pumps. A hundred <laughs> gas pumps. Um. All around the building. Um. The, it's like a what? Walmart. You're not inside. selling it as a food establishment. <laughs> um. Okay. No, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. So it's like a Walmart inside. They got like home goods in there. They've got clothing. I mean, I've got like two different bathing suits from there, and it's cute. They got a little beaver on them. They're nice. Okay. The 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 kicker I'm though is the brisket. They have like brisket sandwiches. Like they have a whole meat market in there. You can get chicken sandwiches. So it's like gas station food, but it's a little bit elevated. It's better. They got this huge like coffee stand where you can like make your own iced coffee with all of the fixing. It, so it's Disney World, but it's a gas station on the side of the road. It's great. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at their pumps. website right now. Yeah, and, y'all, gotta, and y'all have to Google it. I'm, I hate that y'all don't know is it about like, this. Is it, the Apple store, is, it the, is it the Apple store of gas stations? Yes. No. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm here for it, man. I'm looking at this. They got hats. I mean, they got merch is on lock. I can't wait till y'all come down south for something, and then we're purposely going to drive to Bucky's just so you guys can experience it. <laughs> and it's like a I'm it's like a it. forty five minute stop too. Like it's not just you know run I mean, in and run out. They're, they're a world they're record experience. holder, according to their website. They're the world's largest convenience store at sixty six thousand <laughs> square feet. I mean, we gotta go. We got it. We have to frequent. Is there only? I are there a, a lot of them? Stay there for twenty four hours. What was that, Stephen? <laughs> are there a lot of them? Like, are um, they everywhere? Yes, it's enough of them. So I'm pretty sure it started in Texas. So there's a bunch in Texas. Um, it's starting to make its way a little bit more eastward. Um, so we have one here in Birmingham now, and I think maybe Atlanta is about to get one too. Um, so yeah, it just kind of depends on the route that you're taking if you're going to stop one. Um, all right. Can we go back to NIL for a sec? Yes. So Danielle, tell us a little bit about NIL because you've definitely 
been here a while, sort of, in the NIL <laughs> space. Go for it. Um, okay, so what should I say about NIL? So um, when you say I've been here for a long time, I guess I've been here since day one of NIL, which is kind of cool. Um, when I was at Influencer, our goal was that we knew that NIL would come at some point. We just didn't know when. So we wanted to make sure that our student athletes, our schools, the departments were all equipped to know um, what to do and how to carry themselves for if they wanted to get into NIL. Um, I think the what year was best that? part, I started at Influencer in 2019. Um, the company was founded, I believe it was late 2017 or early 2018. Um, so, and that was like the very, very beginning stages. I kind of consider myself like their luxury hire. You know, when you figure out, Stephen, you'll know this, you know, when you figure out that you have enough money that like, you don't have to work everybody else to death and you're like, oh, let's actually hire someone to you know, do stuff. I was that person for influencer, what I like to consider. So um, it was pretty cool though, to be able to see um, people buy into it so early, not knowing what to expect or again, when it was going to happen. I believe at that point, um, California had already written their bill. Um, and so again, we kind of knew something was brewing, but we just didn't know like when it would happen. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that what was, was it? What was it like on when the bill passed and it was like live? Did you have everything ready to go, or did you all just throw a big party first to celebrate? <laughs> um, I know we're going to Vegas uh, next week, but you know, <laughs> give it. <laughs> I think so. We were at the point of so okay. So other states had also started to make their own bills. So as other states begin to create and draft and kind of put them in order. Um, we knew that there was no way that the NCAA would kind of let, you know, six or seven states run the market and the rest of you guys just kind of have to follow the NCAA rules. So we knew something was brewing. That was also when I moved over into the partnerships role um, in that team and that it was at first before it was partnerships. Well, it was kind of like the NIL division, so to speak. Um, and so okay. we were gearing up for helping our schools kind of understand what their bills were and, and what they can and cannot do. Um, again, how they can recruit using influencer just by simply saying like, hey, we got this tool that'll help you get your pictures. Like, And that was pretty much it. That was like the speaking point. Um, and then again, as it started to gear up a little bit more um, was when we had introduced the um, compliance ledger tool that we implemented. Um, and so again, kind of teaching some of the compliance users how they can track some of those transactions that are coming through. Um, if their bill makes them do that, some bills didn't make people track their transactions. So, um, you know, just kind of trying to stifle through like everything that was going on and trying to figure out what each school needs. And I think that was probably the hardest part for a little bit is every state kind of had varying levels of what they could and could mm. not do. Um, and everybody was so scared at first, you know, like they were just so <laughs> terrified of like doing the wrong thing. Like no one wants to be that one school that gets in trouble. And so luckily, you know, we still haven't necessarily <laughs> seen that. Um, but it was, it was kind of hard trying to like ease everybody's tension to be like, Hey, it's okay. Like they're not going to come down on you immediately for all of this stuff. 
So I, I remember with Influencer, this was before NIL dropped. I remember um, we were going into the NCAA, double, NCAA tournament for basketball. And I think you guys offered like a like a free one month trial or something mm-hmm. during March Madness. And so Marilyn like jumped on the opportunity. And essentially your platform at that time uh, allowed uh, for us to share images and athlete, action shots to our athletes directly to them. All they had to do was have the app. And basically when they got done playing their game, they, they would open their phone and they would have all kinds of photos there that they could use on social media. And you guys had like the facial recognition thing where like it knew which player it was. It could tag them automatically, send it to the athlete. And I remember being blown away by it. Um, but it's just so interesting to um, think about where you guys were prior to NIL and what you guys were doing uh, at yeah. that point. Exactly. Like that was like the bare bones of what our software did. And so we always wanted to make sure we stayed um, trying and true to that too, because we knew not everybody would love NIL. Not everybody wanted to be interested <laughs> in it, but we did know that they um, would still be interested in getting their pictures because everyone mm-hmm. loves pictures of themselves. And especially when it's quality <laughs> pictures and it's, they're nice, like every that's you know, what brings people to the app at first. So that was actually a really fun promotion that we did um, because it was really cool to just give people a chance for however long they were in the tournament just to experience the app. And like, it that was, was awesome. I think it was really cool for a lot of the athletes that we worked with because they had never really gotten a chance to get their photos in that manner. Um, so, you know, it was great for us, obviously, because we were able to sell through those student athletes, but just being able to see their faces light up with like, hey, I'm on the biggest stage right now. We made it to the mm-hmm. tournament and like now I have something to show for. It was really cool. Was it? I mean, obviously, you know, influencers, a big, big player in the NIL space, haven't been available on that early stuff. How I'm just curious. I feel like we're in, in kind of the same boat of it being really exciting. Um, you know, you just talked about being able to provide a really cool service. Um, you know, Jim was named one of the most influential people in, in college sports, which was, you know, a great honor for him. Um, what, what was it like kind of being on the, the, the very initial tech cutting edge for you guys? Like, um, you know, the, the universities are essentially your, your primary customers. Um, I don't know. What, what, what were some of like the big challenges that you guys had to overcome? Cause you had been working in collegiate sports for a while and then all of a sudden everything changed. Um, what, yeah. What, what was it like internally where you're like, Oh geez, here we go. So, ready to rock and roll or all these extra problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I first got to influencer, I didn't know anything about tech. Um, I was just like, I was like, I know sports. I've worked in athletic departments before. I don't have a clue about tech. So mm-hmm. if something breaks, I have no idea what to do. Um, <laughs> so it was fun for me though, because Same. I got to see it from the perspective of the athletic department and from those student athletes, which I didn't know. And so I knew, like, I didn't necessarily know about how well the software would do, but I knew that people were buying into it. And that was like the funnest part for me. And like you kind of said with the parallels, like that's the same way I feel about Campus Inc. and the NIL store now is that you see how much it's helping student athletes um, Mm -hmm. and how much like, and how easy I guess it is for departments to be able to buy into something that's like this where, hey, like I'm not having to put any lift into this, but they're getting they're reaping the benefits that they always like could and should have. So um, it's fun just to see that aspect of how 
it really makes a difference in those people's lives because again, like that's why we're here. You know, I don't know why I decided to choose an industry where my job is based off of 18 and 22 year olds, but (laughs) COVID really taught me that COVID definitely taught me that. Um, but you know, it's fun. We're here. So you've been in, so now you're handling licensing, which is a beast (laughs) of its own. It is. And university, uh, like relationships, Can you give us a hot take on what you've gotten out of licensing so far? Careful. I feel like it's still too early because I don't really know. Like, sorry, Stephen, to be quite frank, I still don't know what I'm doing 100%. Um, But I think it's just, I think it's very interesting how um, everyone treats their brand differently. And Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see how protective some are. Um, more than others. And I can't say like rightfully so, because I feel like each institution has a rep to protect and they also have a reason to be progressive. So Mm -hmm. um, as we're creating stuff and our designers are creating um, graphics and artwork and merchandise, it's really cool to see how much some of them are willing to actually push the envelope. So I don't have a hot take yet. But that's like that's a pretty my that's a pretty good take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, that, initial thoughts. I, I, I think those are some really interesting initial thoughts, and the, and the reason I say that is the old way of doing things just isn't cutting it right. Like the schools that are are slightly more progressive, but still you know protective of their brand and all that stuff, are creating so many more opportunities for their athletes. Um, and it's it's a gradual shift, right, Adam? Like you you yeah. talk to licensing directors and athletic directors all the time. Yeah, and it's it's it, it Danielle, I think hit the nail on that is like every school is different. Um mm-hmm. and you know, we just made another new hire that I was talking to last night and you know, talking through licensed apparel and working with brands and all that kind of stuff. And and we use this term internally a lot. You're a steward of their brand. And so you need to find that balance of expressing their brand in the way that they want to, but also we're experts in this. We know how to connect with fans and customers really well. So sometimes it's pushing that, that a little bit of like, trust me, this is going to be awesome. This is going to look cool. You, you might need to think about doing something a little bit different. And you're, you're really good at that, Stephen, of saying like, yeah, you need to, you need to do something different. We're going to do this. I'm a little perhaps sometimes too direct. (laughs) Oh, likewise. Same. But I think too, Adam, to your point, like that's the same thing that we had to go through when I was at influencer. Um, Again, we were, seven clients deep, um, we had to let them understand like, Hey, it's okay for the athletes to have access to the photos Mm -hmm. that the department is taking because before Mm -hmm. they were just so protective over it because they wanted to make sure that their brand was still elevated more. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we kind of had to rework everybody's brain process of being like, Hey, your brand is these student athletes. So when they go and look at their page, that's a reflection of you and your brand. So you need to make sure that theirs is just as good as what yours is. And so Mm -hmm. I think and as the, you know, industry kind of adapted and we got a little bit older and a little bit more seasoned, it was way easier to have those conversations. So I think it'll be kind of a similar thing where um, once you see what the industry is doing and you see people gravitating towards it, I think people will be more open to the concept instead of being so 
um, protective of what they idolize as being correct for their brand. Danielle, I remember it was probably 2014. It will be post game after a basketball game and we would have an awesome picture of one of our athletes, either, I don't know, dunking a ball or whatever. And we'd show it to him and he would love it. And then he would say, can I get that? And we would be like, ah, (laughs) and it was never, I never really, to be honest, I mean, I was young at that point, but I wasn't sure. Was it a compliance rule that we couldn't give it to him or were we just not allowed to? Was it our school rule? Um, So it's amazing how in just a short amount of time, how much things have evolved. And 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 you're talking about pictures, you know, like you're talking about pictures. It's not like, oh, can I take this entire Jersey home with me to like give to some, you know, like it's, we're talking about pictures here, you know, it's and be- like Adam yeah. loves to say, it's believe it or not, yeah. believe it or not, they do, they, these athletes are happen to do a lot for your university. Yeah. So well, uh, yeah, it's just a picture. Sean, you and I were, were actually just talking about this is it's like, who, who does this help and who does this hurt at the end of the day? And at the end of the day, you know, a lot of times your student athletes are the only ones that are paying the price because it means they're not able to enjoy or flex or, you know, be able to celebrate and live in that moment. Um, like, like they otherwise would be able to, but, uh, yeah, it's a new space and you know, there's, there's the, the whole spectrum of people's interpretations on it. And that's exactly it. It's interpretations and every school has different interpretations and yeah, that's the NCAA baby. (laughs) (laughs) Danielle, I, I think another really important piece, and you know, I sing your praises to to Stephen and the team here all the time, um, of your role as that that university partnerships piece, right? And kind of being that that liaison to those athletics departments. Um, you know, the licensing trademark directors, ADs, and IL directors. Um, you know, maybe maybe the licensing hot takes is one thing. What, what what's a hot take from from the partnership side? Um, but Adam, first of all, I blush every time you sing my praises because it's like comforting to know, you know, at least like I'm doing something right. Cause I feel like I mess up so many times in a day and, um, you know, to see like me still be able to kind of like recover and like do what I need to do is always like heartwarming. I think for hot take for partners, I'm actually going to go. So I'm technically an introvert and a lot of people don't know that. Um, And a lot of people think that that's like a lie that no, you're not. No, I'm really am an introvert. So um, I'm an introvert, but for some odd reason, God has given me this ability to like relationships wise, like just to be able to build relationships and to keep relationships. I have no idea why, because like, I I do know why it's because he put me in a job where I have to do it versus having to do it in my personal life. Well, I do it in my personal (laughs) life too, obviously, but like, you know what I mean? Like he makes me put it to the test and like my job day to day is like putting it to the test versus if it was up to me, I would be in the house like every single night, but can't do it all the time. (laughs) So yeah, I'm an introvert. I, I love being by myself, but people don't know that people don't think that's true. I think the coolest part about uh, you joining the team at Danielle is, I I think I say it all the time, NIL is so new. And so to find somebody that has experience in the NIL space is just so incredibly, incredibly valuable. And I remember our first like one-on-one when you first joined on, um, you were asking a lot of why questions. And 
I was so thankful for that because when we're in it and sort of building it and just deep in those trenches, you're just, you're, you're just moving forward and you're, you're evolving, but not, you don't have that, that fresh perspective. And so you brought this fresh perspective of like, wait, why are you doing it that way? Or couldn't you do it this way? And I was so appreciative of that. And you continue to do that. It's just very, very valuable. I appreciate that. I'm also like confused half the time. And I try to <laughs> make it seem like I'm not confused. So, so, so stop down when, I'm, when I'm asking questions, it's genuinely because like I probably don't know and not because I'm trying to give um, a better train of thought. That's another thing that like it's it's fun to for this industry to still be so young because we're all still learning about it. And, um, you know, it's really cool just to see like even in this first year and a half, like how much it's evolved. But mm-hmm. we all still don't really know. Like we know what we're doing, but we don't know what we're doing. And I think the scary part is we kind of don't know what the future holds. But I think the scary part in that is that we have the ability to control the future. Um, and you just kind of have well, to outlast some other I, people. I, I mean, Adam, like so the licensing sports sportswear tailgate show that we're exhibiting at in, in two weeks, booth 7089. Mm-hmm. Um Adam was like encouraging me to go. He's like, just go walk the floor. Just go meet people. I didn't have anyone to go with. Adam's Adam just got a, had Cal. He's like, I, and I was just nervous. He's like, just go for the day or whatever. Um, I knew nothing about licensing at all. Like I, I knew Greek licensing because we did it. Uh, I knew some, universe, like I didn't know, know much. And in less than a year, like the troublemakers and the rugrats at Campus Inc. are now turning into licensing experts. Uh, and I that. think that's pretty rad. Adam, like, what are you going to well, say? Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you talk about being industry leaders, when you talk about pushing things forward and improving them, I mean, that's that's what good leaders are required to do, right? Like anybody can lead or execute on something when all the knowns are known and everything's easy. It's hard when, when there's a lot of unknowns and legislation is shifting and changing and interim policies are nothing more than interim policies. But, but that to your point, Danielle, that's the fun part, right? Like that's why we're here. That's, that's where, I don't know, the cream rises to the top a little bit and you find some challenges, but you don't let those challenges um, you know, they maybe discourage you for a short time, but you don't let them keep you down, right? You, you work through them yeah. and you say, okay, yeah, there's, there's new stuff going on here. There's unknowns. We're, we're going to mess it up. We're going to make a mistake, but we'll fix it. We'll move on and we won't that, make that mistake again. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I it's, think sports it's an, too, it's just so, um, sports is just such a real time thing. Um, it's mm-hmm. very easy. Well, I won't say it's easy, but you have a lot of opportunities to pivot if you need to. And mm-hmm. I think the best businesses out there are those that can be a little bit nimble and flexible. I think you should always stay and stick true to who you are, but you know, don't be afraid to pivot in a direction that the industry needs you to go in um, while still staying true to who you are. And I think that's one thing that Campus Inc. has kind of done is like, you saw a need in the market and you were able to pivot the business from the Greek side over to um, NIL, but it's still staying true to who you are. So once you find mm-hmm. a balance to be able to do that, sports just gives you a lot of opportunities to feel out what's going on. And I don't want to say ride the wave because it's not really a wave, you know, it is a long-term thing, but just kind of 
you know, being in the moment and staying true to what's going on right now. Sean, uh, Sean shared with us on, it was like a Twitter video of like Jeff Bezos, right? And Sean, and it was him, yeah. whether you're not a fan or not or whatever, he said the word, you have to obsess over your customer a hundred times and they had it recorded. Like you have to make the customer your focus. Um, and Sean had just shared it and I just inferred that he was um, encouraging us to stay true to that. We put our students first. Um, yeah. We've always done that at Campus Inc. Some of our students happen to be athletes, right? Mm -hmm. and, and to your point, Danielle, like we are rooted, we'll say this, we're rooted in education. We are rooted in our students. We are rooted in our student athletes. That equation will never change. And I think the most compelling part, and Adam sees this firsthand, when I'm selling to a school, I just lead with that. Mm -hmm. Are you rooted in education? Are you with me or are you not? And kind of like going back to what Adam said too about, you know, what's, how can this help? And then how can this hurt? Because when you think about what we're doing in theory, I don't see a lot of hurts, you know? So that's a really good, <laughs> important part that people have to focus on. It's like, yeah, it might not be great to you right now because it's so new and it's so innovative, but like, does it actually hurt anything by doing it? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Uh, Danielle, from a from a startup standpoint, do you see similarities? Do you see any parallels with influencer? Or is your memory getting jogged back of like, oh, I remember when we were going through that before? Oh yeah. So um, for one, being a young company, but like literally being a young company, um, where most of the people are <laughs> under the age of like forty, um, that's always fun. But yes. I think I see. <laughs> I think I Still see there. like. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> I'm 35. I got a couple years. You got still. a lot of years. Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. You got time. You got time. You're acting like you're like 39. I, I, and I, was, I wasn't sure what number you were going to say. Anytime someone says, <laughs> under the seen age baby, of baby face Adam, I got a funny picture. <laughs> oh, boy. No Adam with no beard in college. Yeah. Sorry, oh, wow. Danielle. I digress. Sorry, Danielle. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Yeah, imagining that. Something about hard. 40. <laughs> Young, young <laughs> we've really gone off the rails. Young company, uh, but also a young company. Yes, yes. Okay, so yes, young. We are a young company, so that's very similar. Um, I think what's also just similar is just the way that we're trying to figure the process out. Um, you know, there's no wrong way to do things, but I think as we continue, like repetition truly matters. And so um, when we see some of the holes and especially with um, bringing in so many new people at the same time, we can kind of get lost in the chaos. Um, and I think with the startup too, you always have to remember that it's going to be organized chaos. Like it's never going to be a hundred percent perfect. Um, and that's what I love about startups because, and other people can't thrive in that environment. I know that that's not for everybody. Um, luckily I've been able to, you know, be in it and adapt and it kind of work well for me. But once you realize and you start to get that repetition going of like, Hey, we got this, like we sign a school, we know how to churn them out and, um, get them in the gear. Once we continue to do that, it'll get easier. It'll get better. Um, it'll get a little bit more seamless. I think right now we're like in that growing pain phase where remember when y'all were like kids, this, this happens mostly with guys and not girls, but like, remember when y'all were like little boys and then all of a sudden you hit that growth spurt and like your legs literally 
you didn't even know how to walk one day because <laughs> you like grew three inches in the bed. I was, and, like, I was five two out, when like, I got my driver's way. license, by the way. Five foot two when I got my driver's <laughs> that license. Happened, that happened to me at like 25. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, so it happens at all points of life, I assume. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I use the example that campusing is sometimes like Billy Madison where every day is another grade. <laughs> We graduated the seventh grade today. Like we're in high school. It's happening really fast and it's really cool to see. I I think that's the coolest part is when you, when we have such talented individuals now starting to put our heads together, Mm -hmm. it's like we're doing like we have a bunch of brain surgeons coming from different parts of, of the world and different talents and then starting to work on this. The apparel, in, the apparel industry is archaic. It's dated. There hasn't been a lot of innovation in it. Uh, and it's just cool to watch um, it all kind of come to ha- happen. And I think we'll see that in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think we'll see Here that. we come, Vegas. Here we come, Vegas. Um, Danielle, have you been to Vegas before? I have. I have been to Vegas. Sean? Last time was actually this I've never time been. last year. Were you at the, t- the licensing show last year? Tell you show? No, I was not at the licensing show last year. It was <laughs> I don't some know. other. It was some other technology um, conference that CES. was going on. And yes, CES, that's what maybe. it was. Um, yeah. It was like in the hotel that I was staying in. So I was like, okay, this is interesting, but huh. did not crash cool. it. All right, we've got we've got a lot of hot takes from Danielle. There's always new stuff that's happening in the NIL space. So, Sean, what are you, what's your NIL deal of the week? So, <laughs> can I do my merch first? Sure. I need to, I need to find a, I need to find an <laughs> NIL deal of the week. <laughs> but my merch of the week, which I'm fully prepared for, happened today, uh, Friday, January 6th. Fletcher Lawyer from Purdue. This shirt is awesome. I nice. love this thing. Uh Basically, we've been throwing around uh, the last name Lawyer. It's a great last name. What can we do with uh, Lawyer Up, whatever it might be. Um, and w- what is the tagline? It's Fetch a, fetch a Lawyer? It's, or- it's Better Fetch Fletch because his first name is is Fletcher. And then it's like Need a Lawyer, Better Fetch Fletch. Need a Lawyer, Better Fetch Fletch, which I love. But the coolest part about it is uh, last night Fletcher hit a game-winning shot. Purdue's number one in the country. They were about to lose on the road at Ohio State, and Fletcher uh, came through. So when Purdue basketball was in trouble, uh, they fetched Fletch, uh, and they fetched. <laughs> I wonder does so he have it, any cool nil timing. deals with like local lawyers? Because that's another thing yeah. that I've seen is oh. you know like athletes will partner up with like injury lawyers or whatever the case may be. And uh, like I always look at it he kind of funny because I'm like, okay, come on. But he would actually be pretty good at that one. He will clean up. And he's only a freshman, so he's got a bright future. I'm sure those local lawyers are are lining up. But credit to our team, too. We were going to drop that shirt next week. Uh, Fletch hit that shot last night, and, and the team was like, no, we got to drop this right now uh, and take advantage of it. So really, really cool. Nice. Okay. NIL deal of the week. Did you find one? Yeah. Do you have an NIL deal of the week? Here, while you look, I'll give my, my one last hot take. How about that? If there's a national anthem singer, fans should not be singing along. They should only sing along when it's an instrumental. That Very is hot, a hot take. take. I hate it. I hate it. And Ooh. like, you know, everybody's singing like out of key and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, if you have someone that's already singing it, like a singer, the reason why this came to mind was because Boys to Men was um, 
doing the national anthem for one of the semifinal um, college football playoff games. And then you saw all these people singing along. And I'm like, it's voice to men just, is up there right now. We do not need you. But <laughs> there they were singing along. You, so, yeah, your that's voice the hot is take. not needed right now. No, your voice is not needed. Theirs is enough. They're actually getting your paid ears. to do that. If it's an instrumental, yeah, you can sing along if you really feel the need to. That's hilarious. So I actually I have a funny story about uh, National Anthem before games. So I was in high school. Um, I was a freshman on varsity. And, you know, they play the little the the recording, the the cassette tape. That's how old I am, um, you know, over the, the loudspeaker or whatever. For whatever reason, it wasn't working. Um, and our assistant coach at the time, he was a little bit of a troublemaker. He like steps out of line, leans up to me and is like, go get the mic, cook. And, you know, I'm, I am not a singer. Um, so, you know, a little freshman me is like, okay, I guess coach has to do, you know, or I got to do whatever coach says. So like run over there, grab the mic. Um, I, I have a terrible voice, but the, uh, quick enough on my feet. I was like, all right, crowd, everybody with me. And I sang like the first two words, set the mic down and ran back to the line. I was like, nope, nice. not doing it. So that was the, that was the <laughs> one time we actually did need the crowd's voice uh in the national anthem i thought you were gonna step up i thought you were about to be like this is my moment i'm about to shine oh heck no heck no it would clear the gym out real fast if i started singing that <laughs> i know i can't even hum on key so like i <laughs> not a chance oh, not a chance all right well, sean we've good. stalled for for quite a bit where's your nil deal of the week putting you putting you on the hot seat uh, sorry guys. Yes. I knew as soon as I clicked that ESPN.com article, my computer would hit the fritz. It's already going slow as it is. So apologies <laughs> for that. A little technical difficulties. Your NIL deal of the week. Uh, this is from ESPN.com. Really, really cool. Clemson football player, KJ Henry. Uh, his dad required a kidney transplant. Um, and so kid, uh, KJ used his NIL money um, to help cover the medical expenses. So like raised a hundred thousand dollars to help raise the expenses to cover his dad's kidney transplant. So you you have a story like that. You have a story like Anthony Leal who paid off his sister's student um, loan debt, student loans. Like these things would not have happened before NIL. Like these players wouldn't have been able to do that. So just really, really cool. All right, everybody. Um, Great conversation with Danielle. Thanks for joining us. So happy to have you be a part of Campus Inc. That is another episode of the NIL show. I am Adam Cook here with Sean and Steven. We will catch you all next time. Hey, everyone. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any team wear, custom merchandise, rec or youth league jerseys, Uh, fraternity and sorority wear or company merchandise we're always here for you you can find us at campus.inc and of course for all your nil needs nil.store